It's a mock draft. It's 12 teams. It's pick three. It's nine categories. I'm going to start with Tyrese Halliburton. Let's go. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com and you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore B-Ball, on TikTok at RedRock underscore B-Ball and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. Official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers can bet $5 and get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On to get started. Thank you also for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free. We are available on all platforms. So it's another mock draft. It's nine categories. It's 12 teams. I'm picking at three, and I'm going to take Tyrese Halliburton. Now, you could make an argument for Luka Doncic here. Fine. Not a problem. You could make an argument for Shea Gildas-Alexander here. Also, not a problem at all. Um, I'm going to take Halliburton here. I'd take Shea in certain situations. I'd mix it up. This is not an endorsement to say that you have to take Tyrese at three. I could even take Tyrese at two if I wanted to. That's just the way that I'm going to order this one. Uh, it's a very different situation to the last one where I had no assists and I tried to punt that category. Obviously, with Halliburton, I'm not punting assists. I've got really big assists to start off with. I'm going to try and build it out from there. So I'm excited to go and do that. The other exciting thing that we have is... Well, I don't even know. We're going to... Ooh, I'll, I'll, yeah, it's a mock draft. We love mock drafts. So, before I do that, we don't want to interrupt the flow, so you know what it is. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. Snap into action this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's never been a better time to get in on the action. You might be ready to go for the Dolphins' bounce back to see whether we can recover from last week's um, game that didn't happen. You can look at the spreads. You can look at the money lines. You can look at the player props. You can look at futures. Are we back in business for a Super Bowl bet? I hope so, because that is uh, what's going to bring joy to my life. The Dolphins, NFL, it's all there. And NBA preseason started as well. There was a game already today. So get involved over at FanDuel as a new customer and get yourself those bonus bets. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season. And don't forget to gamble responsibly. Today's episode is also brought to you by Bird Dogs. Bird Dogs make you look good. Some of us might not need help in looking good. I'm not one of those people. We need everything we can get. And with Bird Dogs, with their nice little stretchy, compressive shorts underneath, helps your thighs really pop. They're super comfortable. It's not like your traditional khaki shorts. These are stretched khaki shorts. They fit slimmer through the thigh and give you a truly sculpted look. And whatever you're looking to do, hang out in your backyard, go down to the shops, go out for dinner with your partner, whatever it is, bird dogs are going to be able to fill whatever need you have. They're functional for any occasion, work, workouts, swimming, golf, dates, evening, shopping, whatever it is, bird dogs are going to get you there. So go to birddogs.com slash LockedOnNBA or enter the promo code LockedOnNBA at checkout and you get a free bird dogs water bottle with your order. That's birddogs.com slash LockedOnNBA for a free water bottle at checkout. You won't want to take your bird dogs off 
We promise you. And now we're going to crack in and we're going to have a look at this uh, at this draft. All right, let's uh, let's head into the draft room for this again. Twelve team mock draft, picking at three. Um, there I am with Halliburton in that third spot. Looking forward to this draft. We're going to get it going in about a minute or so. So I'll just hit pause until we're ready to go. All right, we are off and running. The draft has started. Nikola Jokic goes at number one. I told these guys, hey, I'm picking Halliburton at three. It's a mock draft. Leave him for me. And the bloke at number two here, Zan Shusham, uh, said he was going to take him at two, which I don't actually have a problem with Halliburton going at two. I don't care if Doncic or Shea or Embiid or Halliburton go at two. It's not going to cost you a draft. It's not going to win you a draft. Whatever you want to do in that spot, totally reasonable. So he went with Doncic two. I took Halliburton three. I would imagine Embiid at four is not something you see see often, but he's falling down here because we went with these guards. So Embiid at four and um, Shea will be the next two picks, I'm guessing. I don't know what this bloke's waiting for. Let's go. Someone just said Halliburton at three is a huge reach. Yeah, cool. Obviously, it isn't. Um, Embiid got picked there. Auto-picked. I don't know what happened to that guy because it says he's in the room. Shea goes at five. Um, Tatum at six. That is a relative... Now, the question... That's a relatively standard start. Now, the question... It should be Steph, Ball, Giannis is the next three. You don't really see that change that often. But I'd say that there is a one. There's four guys there. Tatum at six is really standard. Steph at seven is usually standard. Or sometimes you see Giannis or Ball go in that spot. Oh, now that is crazy. This is the bloke that's telling me that uh, Halliburton at three was a reach. Goes with Anthony Davis at seven. Okay. Okay, that's an interesting pick. I don't dislike it. I do a little bit, but I don't dislike it greatly. Um, So the guys at eight, nine, and 10 have got Curry, Giannis, and Ball all going to them. And Giannis goes at eight. That is some interesting stuff developing here where you're going to have Steph at nine. It's pretty good. Oh, I really like that. I really like that. Um, and then that's... Is that going to be Ball or Lillard they go with here? Huh. Devo. Devo was originally slated to pick number one. He's going, Josh, can I pick at 10? Sure. He must have a draft coming up where he's picking at 10. So he goes with the Mallow at 10. I like it. Lillard should be 11. And then what the hell happens at 12? Or does Durant go before Lillard? What would you do at 11? I think I would take Dame there and then Durant at 12. But Davis... In at that spot. Where he goes, Durant at 11. Davis in at 7. Definitely throws a bit of a wrench amongst things. Not a, not a terrible wrench, of course. He's totally okay. But it does change things up a little bit. Sabonis at 13. I don't mind Sabonis going at the early part of the second round in certain situations. And that might be actually be an okay situation. He's a great guy to grab round two in a punt block scenario because he helps bolster your field goals and rebounds if you're only going for a singular punt. Irving at 14 struggled today in the preseason game, Kyrie. And would that, does that mean anything? Not really. Trey at 15. I like Trey there. Don't be fooled by Trey's 50th ranking last season. That's fake. It's not real. It doesn't reflect his value at all. He should go early second round, which he is doing here. In my opinion, you know my thoughts on the way that turnovers overly inflate or deflate players' values. I did an interesting article. Well, I thought it was interesting. You may not have. Um, Devin Booker goes at 16. Over on Basketball Monster talking about game-to-game variance. I've been talking about it for a while. 
and finally got some numbers behind it. I'm not going to tell you exactly the findings on it at this point. I want the Basketball Monster members to have access to read that information for at least a few days in advance before I publicly talk about what I found. But it was very interesting. And I've got all of the um, individual variance numbers for every player across every category on a game-by-game basis. And some interesting trends developed there. Booker goes 16, Edwards 17. He goes at 17 in basically every draft. And I'm not sure I love it. This guy took Davis and then booted after one pick. Why? What was he doing? Anyway, Donovan Mitchell goes, it's not a terrible pick at 18, but why come in and then boot after one pick, especially after talking smack in the chat? My guy, Ray DXO. Harden at 19. Harden had been going round three. I'd seen occasionally round four for him, but I guess the fact that he is back and he is practicing, people are people are getting more intrigued. Didn't mean to auto, but he was top of my queue. All right, there you go, fine. Harden goes, so what am I going to do with this, this pick? Van Vliet goes, I think I'm going to really lean heavy into a guard build here. I don't... I'm going to go try and get the... Maybe should I do a little super strong five... A five-category build and not and punt four? Mm, I don't know. I'm debating. I need scoring, though. I desperately need scoring. Uh, maybe... Oh, what do I do here? I've got strong assists. I need more assists. I really need to lock that category down. And B takes Bridges, who I was debating, but I obviously can't do that now. What do I do here? This is a not ideal spot. Jimmy Butler's on my list. Do I take Jimmy? I don't love it. The scoring is going to make it difficult for me. He's not a big scorer. Paul George? Ugh. I'm going to take... Oh, I don't... Mm. I'm going to take Jim. I do not like that at all. It's just such a weird spot. That's... Yeah, that's like... My other guys were Kawhi, LeBron. I didn't want to take Jaron at that spot. Paul George. Like, mm. Des Bain wasn't going to go for me. I know it took Bain at that... 23 pick last time. Do want to get in there. Just trying again, something different, get some different players in. Butler helps my assist, helps my steals. We're building those up, helps my free throws immensely. But I desperately need scoring. Interestingly, the two Clippers guys go back to back, 23-24. Kawhi 23, Paul George 24. I was just on the Game Theory podcast with Sam Vecini, and we're talking about guys that slide, and I was talking about how Paul George always seems to slide. He didn't here. 24 is a good spot, and people are getting a little bit more faith in Kawhi. I drafted him in the third round of one of my leagues the other day, and I'm I'm hoping that we can get 60-plus out of him. Maybe we don't. We probably don't. Ooh, Garland, that's early at 26, but getting those assists is interesting. Do I do it? Do I pull the trigger on my... Guy, Cade Cunningham. Let's just do it here. Let's take Cade here. All right. I want, I really, I'm really stacking um, guard stats here, as you can tell. I'm really excited about what Cade's going to bring. I actually do believe there's upside in him at this spot. It's not as much upside as if you're getting him later in round four, but I wanted, it was either him or Jordan Poole. I have more confidence in Poole coming back around to me in round four than I would have of Cade. Um, and I've got some other targets I can get, but I wanted to grab some assists and scoring, which I think Cade can do. Markkinen goes at 28. He would have been an okay option for me as well, because I do need to start filling out the forward slots. But that's where Butler helps there too. Interesting, Jaron Jackson had slid down to 29. That's actually pretty good value. Ooh, probably the highest I've seen Wembenyama go there at pick number 30 as well. I'm a little worried about Wembenyama's efficiency. Obviously, can't wait to see that first game between him and Chet in the preseason coming up. Siakam goes at 31. Um, if you guys... Wa- yeah, I don't love that for Siakam. 
if you guys watching this live or watching it in general, what what was your take out of the preseason game today? What did you think of Derek Lively starting? What did you think of how Josh Green and Jaden Hardy played off the bench? I know Omax Prosper started today. Um, I think that Green is going to get that spot back, and I don't think Prosper is going to be a draftable guy. Lively, I think, will be, but it might be pretty rough early on. LeBron goes at 32. Yeah, okay. We know what it is with LeBron. It's age and it's injury. That's the other two things. And Bain goes at 33. Bain's got such a wide range of picks. It really, and so much of this is in fantasy. When we're talking category leagues in, in particular, it's build, it's scarcity, it's what you're trying to do with your team. It's really hard to get super angry about picks. Like, I didn't love Siakam there, but it's okay. I didn't love getting Davis at seven, but you can make it work very, very easily. It is easy, it is easy enough to recover. Oh, that's good value too. Towns goes at 34. I've seen Towns got 24. And... I don't think that's too much of a problem as well. So there's some interesting slides going on here. One guy, I'm going to look at Murray, Jamal Murray, Zach Levine, um, Jordan Poole, Jalen Brunson with my next pick. That group of players, will I get them? Well, Porzingis goes there at 35. The obvious risk, of course, is a drop in usage and injury, but it's fine. Oh, Brunson at 36. I didn't missed out on that one. I wonder if my Murray, Levine, Poole trio gets back to me. And any of them forward eligible, Levine is. So that's actually pretty useful for me. One of the other things that I could look at, because my field goal percentage, I thought it would be bad. It's not. Do I take Zion? I don't know. Not in round four, but do I? I don't, but also do I? <sighs> I don't. Uh, Nick Claxton goes at 37. Okay. I get it. You've got to have a real specific build to do it. Interesting that he took Lillard and Sabonis, sort of a punt blocks combo, and then added Claxton. That can be a little iffy. I like the Darren Fox pick there. Jordan Poole's still sitting at the top of my board here. You know that I'm pretty big on... I'm going to chuck some guys in my queue. Uh, pretty big on Poole this season. I know there's going to be bad free throws. Uh, no, bad field goal, sorry. But I also just don't care. Well, there goes Jordan Poole at 39, so that one gets taken out of my hands. What do you think of Jamal Murray this season? I look if he falls to me there at whatever that pick is, forty. He's not though, forty six. I'd be very happy with that. Levine, Murray, Beal, Brown, Maxi, maybe. Hmm. I do need. Yeah, I will. I will need a forward. I am leaning into a really heavy, strong punt here. Trying to just build something. Oh, shed at forty one. That is early. There goes the headmaster at 42. I really like that from you, Ray. That's a solid, solid pick. I think he's going to beat that number comfortably. Comfortably. So if I look at my big man stats, which ones are bad, which ones are good. Blocks are pretty bad, but I can at least make them average. Field goal percentage is average. I can make that good. Free throws are strong. Threes are okay. They can stand to be better. Miles Turner goes at 43. Levine is probably... Uh, there's a, there's a weird thought about Levine. I was, someone was commenting on this. I wonder if he, oh, he just went at 44. Someone was like, man, like, so I made the argument on one of my shows that like with Bain, you can probably get Levine who's similar a couple of rounds later and said, yeah, but Levine's so inefficient. He had a better field goal percentage than Desmond Bain last season and a better true shooting percentage than Desmond Bain last season. Um, he's not efficient, but the um, thought around him is that he is. He's not. He's actually pretty efficient. 
Very efficient, in fact. So Jalen, Evan Mobley goes at 45. That's pretty good. So Jalen Brown, forward eligible. Does he help my field goal percentage enough? He's good enough at it. What else? So what else would I do on the way back around here? So let's take Brown there. I don't, I'm going to move him to a forward spot just because I want forward eligible players. So I took Jalen Brown, which I didn't really end up... I didn't think I'd get much Jalen Brown in drafts, but this is the second time I've got him at the end of the fourth round. So close enough to pick 50, which I'm okay with. Oh, there goes Zion at 47. Ooh, all right, so that decision's out of my hands. Brad Beal is an option for me. Not inefficient. Or, or do I just fill out my center spot by getting DeAndre Ayton? Well, Beal's gone, so I can't get him. This... Mm, Shengun, I'm going to put into my queue. They're saying the oh, I can't take Aiton now. They're saying the right things about Shengun. I'm not fully ready to believe it though. Oh, now my queue just got annihilated. Then this is early for Shengun, right? This is early for Shengun, but let's do it. Let's do it. Get a center eligible player. Boost my assists up in the process. It's a swing. It's an absolute swing for the fences because he can beat this, but he might actually blow up complete. I've got him in the 60s, like 61, 62. So it's not that far off getting him at 51. Um, it could have gone with Vooch there, but I wanted to get some assists onto my team or to help bolster my assists with a big man who does that, which is what he does. So I've got really strong assists at the moment, pretty strong steals, solid percentages. Probably need a little bit more scoring. So after Aiton went Kessler, then Shingun, then Jarrett Allen. Look at that. That is four centers in a row. And this is what happens in drafts. So many centers go in round four and five. Look at this. Claxton, Holmgren, Miles Turner, Mobley, Aiton, Kessler, Shingun, and Allen, all in the space of 16 picks. Point guards in the middle rounds, centers in the fourth and fifth. It is a very common thing that happens. DeRozan at 53, I was debating him on the way back around when I took Shangun internally. I didn't say it out loud. So that's pretty solid. The other guy I'm looking at for me coming back around is a Franz Wagner to help with that power. Or Jimmy, he's got power forward eligibility here on Fantrax, so he can slide in there. Thank you very much. And Brown can go there. So I've only got that one forward spot left. Julius Randle goes at 54. You've got to be a specific team to do that. And that's fine because some people are specific. With how they build it. Um, who else? Why is Tyrus Maxi still available? Alright. He is who I want. He should not be available. Ingram's got to start going now as well. Put the Bronco on there. Just oh wait, When I talked with Sam on Game Theory, he was massively into Jalen Williams. Way higher than I am. Um, so that was an interesting perspective as well. Josh Giddy goes, hmm. I don't really know how to value Giddy this season. I'm worried a bit about the minutes. I'm worried a bit about how usage looks with Williams and Chet. I don't doubt his ability as a playmaker. I worry about some of those other things. And I think he's going to get to the line more, but for fantasy, that might actually be a negative. So Giddy goes at 56 and Anobi goes at 57. Vooch goes at 55. I think a lot of people are fading Vooch and I'm sure I'm to blame for that. If you want to take him earlier, do it. I just worry that at age 33, that 
his usage might not go up and that efficiency might go down, which takes his value away. Ingram at 58. Now, we have a lot of worries about Ingram's injuries. I would have loved for him to slide to round six, but around there is okay, I think. Scott Barnes usually is off the board by now. He is not at this point, so where he ends up will be very intriguing. I'm also finding myself ending up with Cam Johnson a lot in like round seven. Well, there goes the Bronco at pick 59. And Drew Holiday at pick 60. Now, Drew would normally be a top 50 player. I think he's, this 60 zone is about right for him. Toast Maxi still hasn't gone. Um, Okay. That, hmm. Hmm. I know the, the Harden thing must be scaring people. He should have gone by now. I would take him over Giddy, Ananobi, probably Randall. Oh, there he goes. That's a lovely pick from you, Lodi Management. That's a yeah. That's a real. That's so strong getting him there. I love that. What do you do with someone like a Chris Paul? He's projecting pretty well for me, and the worry is injury. And I wouldn't want to take him until say round eight. But yeah, he's an interesting player for this season because he's going to start. I'm guessing opening night with Draymond out. I don't think it's going to be Kaminga. I think Looney is going to start. Well, it has to be. They're not going to start Wiggins at center. Um, ooh, Mark Williams. I'm big on Williams. That's that's interesting. I took him, I think, around that 6'11 or 6'12 last time. This is like nine spots higher. Uh, Wagner goes, damn it, at 63. Rui Gobert. Gobert blocked, what, three shots today? That was very good to see. Gobert at 64. It's very possible Gobert has a significant bounce back. Or age has just impacted him that much. Ja Morant, I don't like this for Demetrius at this spot because in a category league, is he even this good when he plays? And he's missing 25 games. I wouldn't take him until the 90s, I think. Paolo goes at 66. Well, if Paolo had gone on the Randall team, I would have been more into it. We know there's going to be... I think it's improving his percentages, but there are going to be efficiency issues and defensive stat issues. I still really like Paolo as a player. I'm still pretty... Um, big on where he can go long-term dynasty. I'm just not sure that it's this year. Scott Barnes goes at 67. That's fine with Randall, I think. That that combination of bad percentages is fine. Um, Jakob Pertle at 68. We're getting to my picks. I've got to work out what I'm going to do here. I, I need some free throws. I think Simons is going to be my guy here. I'll chuck Anthony Simons into my queue. At pick 70, it's going to be. Or Hero is there too. Do I take... Let's take Hero, I think. Hero assignments. Hero assignments. Hero assignments. Um, I'll take Hero. Brooke Lopez got auto-picked there. Hero. Let's take him. All right, let's take Tyler Hero. There at number 70. Um, what else do I need on my this team? That helps my free throws. He's an awesome free throw. So Simon's awesome free throw shooters, good assist players, some scoring, some three. Still need some scoring, so I'd love to get Simon's on the flip back. Um, Jeremy Grant is an option. Hero Middleton, Vassell. Oh, there goes Simon's. Ray thinks he's going to get cooked for auto drafting Don Mitchell. I didn't cook you for that. I cooked you more for taking Davis at seven or questioning Halliburton at three. So my team still looks super strong in assists, which is great. 
Although Devo's team looks good there too. Who's he got? Ball, trade, Towns, pull. Yeah, he's got a strong assist team. Fultz. Wow, that's early. Um, all right. What am I doing here then? I've got... Yeah, okay. All right. What am I going to do? 17 seconds. Rogier. Jeremy Grant. Might take Grant. Get another forward eligible player who's going to score. Yeah, I think it was debating him, uh, Cam Johnson. He was another one. I was Fultz going there. He was throwing me. Like Fultz. And assists are getting dry. So the Joneses, Rogier, they're the options coming up. Let's see where Tyus goes. I think he's going to end up going soon, but I'm going to throw them into... What? How many Joneses have we got in the NBA? Herb as well. Derek, Damian, Kai. Too many Joneses. Uh, Onyekra Kongwood, 77, before Capella, which seems to be happening quite a bit. McCullum at 78. Yeah, I, again, anyone who takes McCullum in this range is just thinking differently to me. Again, which is totally reasonable to do that. I'm just not interested in CJ this season. I think that I think that you just you're banking on injuries, which maybe is a fair bet with the players on this team. Wiggins at 79. Traditional rankings will tell you that that's a bad pick. I I actually like it. I actually think it makes quite a bit of sense for Wiggins there. Dealing with the free throws, you're already in trouble. You've got Siakam and Davis, and you've got Paolo. So you're not going to be a super competitive free throw team anyway. Wendell Carter at 80. I've seen him go to almost 100. Good variation to get him there. Let's see what this guy does. He had a really strong free throw team. Curry, Booker, Bain, and then added Gobert, which wouldn't have killed him. Tommy, let's have a look at what Tom's team looks like in terms of his free throws. Yeah, he's still pretty strong in his free throws. So it didn't kill him. Jalen Duran, that is early. Clinker Paller at 82. Jalen Duran goes at 81. Now, people are reacting and say, well, man, the coach said he's going to be the starter. Yes. Uh, sometimes things happen in media day in these announcements and people expect big movements. This is what I've been, this is what I've based everything on the entire time was that Duran was going to be the starter. I had zero doubt that Duran was going to be the starter. So people are, I think, bumping up based on that reaction. Um, ooh, that is value for Kuzma at 84. I love that. So it goes Duran 81, Capella 82, Gafford 83. Man, that's a big center run. And then even though Gafford's for some reason a power forward, four centers in a row there, then Kuzma to end round seven. So I filled out all my starting spots. I've got all flexes left. Oh, Jalen Green. Jalen Green could be the 150th best player, could be the 60th best player. Um, you just know what his issues are, right? Steals, it's rebounds, it's percentages. It's because he's not a great free throw guy, but he can easily beat these numbers, it's just going to take a few things to change. So Terry Rogier is still there for me. Scooter might be someone I look at. Um, can I be competitive enough in rebounds? I don't know that I can. I think I'm just well behind. Yeah, I'm a long way down in rebounds. Am I a long way down in blocks? Not really. Not really. Tyus Jones goes at 86. I think taking Tyus in the 60s or 70s is probably bad. But here, I think it's okay. I wonder though... Ooh, clock runs out. Jabari Smith at ace. That's, now, that's taking so much off the top value-wise for Jabari, I think. I think Jabari is going to be solid, but that takes so much off the top there. What I was going to say, do you think there's a chance that Tyus or Trey is better than Tyus this season? I can't rule that out. Chris Paul is still available. 
we're getting into the zone where it makes a lot of sense to take Chris Paul, I would I would think. Um, I'm just scrolling through some of these names. Or oh, Chris Paul just goes there at 88. And I saw... Um, who was it? Buddy Heald flash up. And I'm down on Buddy Heald this season. There was someone who argued with me that thinks that he's definitely going to be a starter. And I think being ahead of the things that you can see developing is really important in fantasy because I would say there's less than a 2% chance that Buddy Heald's going to start for the Pacers this season unless there's an injury. So if you are banking on Heald doing what he did last season, I think you're going to be in for a rude awakening. Maybe I am wrong on that, but absolutely everything at the moment in Indiana, and if I was them, he is better than Benedict Matherin. There is no question that Buddy Hield is better than Benedict Matherin. But that's not really the point here. It's about what they're going to do. And everything is telling us, it's screaming at us that Matherin is going to start over Hield. And that's going to, oh, Scoot goes. That's going to reduce Hield's value. And having that little bit of knowledge in your head, because they're the sort of, it's not that it's a catastrophic mistake, but if you take Heald at 70, and he hasn't gone here, so I don't know why I'm going through that, but if you take him at 70, that can be a catastrophic mistake for a bloke who might not be the top 120. Clay goes at 92, and I better get prepared for my selection. Ooh, Marcus Smart or Austin Reeves. Uh, and Trey Jones is there as well. Or Maga Porter. Although he's injured at the moment, Porter, which is not encouraging with an ankle problem. Don't think it's serious, but we don't like that. Miles Bridges at 93. This is where Bridges is going. That's pretty good. I'm going to snag Reeves. He has, he got, yeah, he's got forward eligibility as well. That's a W. I probably need to get another center eligible player at some point. I don't know who that's going to be, but it took Reeves there. I would like to get one of those other guys on the flip back around. Johnny Collins goes at 95. He would have been nice, actually. Zach Collins might be my guy as another center-eligible player. Um, John Collins, 95. Simmons, 96. Marcus, well, there he goes. Marcus Smart, 97. Um, so I've got Trey and Porter still in my list. I think I'm going to take Zach at whatever this pick is, 99. Michael Porter goes. Michael Ponder Jr. I'm going to... Go with, or do I take Nurk? No, I've been taking Nurk in quite a few spots. I'm going to take. Where did Collins go? And I missed it. No, there he is. Zach Collins. All right. Um, Zach Collins goes at 99 for, to me. All right, I'm happy with that. I was debating Trey Jones, Bruce Brown, Asar Thompson, Derek White. There's quite a few options available there. I, I like what. Zach does. He's a big that doesn't hurt percentages. He'll get me some out-of-position assists. He hits a couple of threes. Pretty good. Pretty happy getting him there. I would have would have liked to have a crack at Marcus Smart, though. Derek White goes at 100. Totally reasonable. Absolutely reasonable for him to go there. I like it actually quite a bit. So my team is still... It's averages at the moment they're projected to average six rebounds a game, which is not great when you compare them to everyone else. But I've got good assists, good steals, good free throws, good points, good threes. Um, field goals are at forty-eight, which is not ideal, but it's not terrible. Draymond goes at one hundred one. Um, D'Angelo one hundred two. That's actually pretty good when you're looking for a starting point guard. Oh, Keegan Murray. He's going to go into my queue. Interestingly, that Trey still is available. Aaron Gordon goes, 
value for him in the punt free throws, and you've got Palo and Wiggins and Siakam. He's pretty good there. Again, we're in this stage where there's 50 guys who could be in a five-spot radius. Radius? Wrong word. Um, Shaden Sharp at 104. I think that might be a waste. I'm not sure where Sharp gets enough usage opportunities or assist opportunities to return that value. I think his minutes are going to be good, but he, I worry that he's going to be relatively empty as a player this season. I, I don't I don't dislike it. I don't hate it. There's other guys that would have gone ahead, though. Um, Toby Harris, that's actually pretty good at that spot for Harris. It's actually really good at 105. That's really strong value. I love that from you, Tommy T. Good stuff. And he snagged Paul. with. I thought he reached on Duran, but he got the Chris Paul and Toby Harris value there. 27 minutes, this guy reckons that Chris Paul's going to play. There's no chance Chris Paul's playing only 27 minutes. He played 32 last season. He's going to play, I would say, 30. There's no way. 20, 27, I'd be really, really shocked. Uh, Brucey Brown goes at 106. Pretty solid play there. Brown, I just don't think he's going to have the same assist opportunities that he had last season. Trey Jones still there. Keegan Murray's still there. I doubt they get back to me at 118. That would be a shock. Asar Thompson there is a shock too. I'm going to throw Nurk into the queue just because I think he shouldn't be available. Oh, oh mate, on a roll, but Tim. Well, there goes um, Mike Conley at 107. Trey Jones, 108. Keegan Murray, 109. Good. I like it. Keegan Murray struggled for fantasy last season. We know that. Very low usage. He just hit threes and didn't do anything else. There is more, I think, going to happen with him this season. Rock DJ at 110. He is going to come off the bench. I would have taken Nurkic ahead of Rob very comfortably. But Rob is solid enough. I'm just not sure how the minutes like go. You know what's going to end up happening? I'm going to end up with Sadiq Bey again. I don't like Sadiq Bey as a player. I don't think Sadiq Bey is a particularly strong fantasy guy. But I also think that he's going to start. And we're going to get, you know, okay value if you get him in round 11, which I might end up doing. Valentunas at 112. That's about the right spot. I'm happy with him going after Nurkic. Quite happy with that, actually. Matherin is going to be in my queue as well. I'll throw quickly in there. PJ can go in there. Um, Gaz Trent actually makes a bit of sense for my team. As much as I'm not a big Gaz guy, we want to throw him in there too. Josh Hart, mm, sort of, not really. Uh, Mitchie Robinson goes 113. Steve Adams, 114. We're really leaning into the punt free throws there. Who did he pick early? Yeah, okay, that makes that makes a lot of sense. Bud healed there. That's about right for him, I think. Uh, it's probably actually it's maybe a little early for me with Bud, but whatever. Ooh, surprised we haven't seen Paul Reed go yet. How much do I want to lead into Rido? I don't think I do, honestly. I don't think I'm going to pick him in round. I'm not going to pick him in round ten. Somebody else will. I'm not even sure I'll get him in eleven. I have got myself a backup center. I've got a backup. Collins can play that backup forward. I probably do need another... Oh, Reeves can play forward too. I need another forward play, but I also need to make sure... Oh, Avdi, I got auto-picked. What? Emmanuel quickly, 117. So, my cue. Who do I go with here? Asar Thompson hasn't gone yet. I'm going to... Hmm. What do I do? Do I take PJ? Or do I take... I'm going to take Ben Matherin there. All right, I'll take Ben Matherin. Just some volume scoring to really help me in that category. Hopefully, he hits some more threes and isn't as um, absolutely narrow focus as he has been. 
as a rookie. I'm expecting some decent improvements for him. Zubats goes solid with low upside, which is okay at this spot. Interesting that Asar is still there, he goes. Um, Asar goes at 120. It feels like Asar's going to start and Boyan's going to come off the bench. Paul Reed goes, I knew he'd go there. Upside swings from old mate D. Will. Obi Toppin goes. Another upside swing. I Do I upside swing this? I don't think so. I'm going to take Gaza. Get my steals boosted. I'm not a big Gaz guy. At 123, it's pretty much all, all upside, no downside, I think. It's not a huge swing, but we've got four bench spots here. I am going to take some more swings later on. But just wanted to just get some steals. Hopefully, Darko's system doesn't change Gary Trent's steal ability. Hopefully. Jaden McDaniels, 124. Again, McDaniels is an awesome defender. He's not a great fantasy guy. Oh, there you go, Sadiq Bay. Someone else saved me from the Sadiq Bay roller coaster. Roller coaster? That's not the right word. Treadmill of mediocrity. D'Anthony Melton at 126. Absolutely 100% on board with him at that spot. PJ Washington is sliding a lot. We're getting into Trey Murphy territory here as well. Throw Josh Hart into the queue. I'm going to throw Ivy into the queue. Um, I'm a little less interested in the men now that Reggie Bullock is signed there. Pat Williams and Christian Wood go into the queue. Um, Josh Hart at 120. There's a really good, interesting comment here on the chat. I don't know if you guys can see it. From... Janu Sham says, I thought Josh hates Gary Trent or hates nice Gary. It's not how any of this works. I don't hate him at all. I hate picking him at 60 because your rank told him he was 60th last season. That makes no sense to me. I don't like picking him at 90. But if I'm looking for some threes and looking for some steals with good free throw percentage and relatively secure role in round 11, anyone's game. Like That's why I take Sadiq Bay all the time. I don't think he's a very good player. But it's about getting value at the right spot. Oh, good from you, Tommy, getting Trey Murphy. Jaden Ivey goes 130. Joshy Hart went. I've still got... I'd love for PJ to fall down to me. I doubt it's going to happen. That's 142. There's no way he's getting back to me there. Um, all right. Do you reckon you take Brogdon in a 12-er? I'm not sure you do. Um, Kevin Herter, 131. Yeah, I don't... I don't yeah, whatever. Like... It's pick 11. I guess you could consider that a pseudo starter. I think there's very little... Oh, PJ's gone. Very limited upside there for Herder, I think. We're getting into a stage where some of these upsides have gone. I like Levert a little bit. I like Sexton a little bit coming up. Keontae, 134. I am losing faith that George is going to be worthwhile for the first three months. I'm not sure it's going to happen. Preseason will tell us a bit, but I don't think it's going to happen. Um... It does look like Isaiah Stewart is going to start and not Bogdanovich, which, again, is just a confusing, confusing situation. Westbrook goes at 135. Cool. No problem with that. It's not really hurting anybody taking him there. You've got to obviously deal with some of the deficiencies. Um, but pretty good, I think. All right, back to the draft room. So Schroeder goes at 136. 
Sohan 137. Um, I would much rather take Bogdan over Boyan Bogdanovich. If it comes to that. I don't think it will. I'm going to end up with Pat Williams on a lot of my teams, I know. Uh, I don't think he's very... I don't Again, I don't think he's very good, but it's all about youth, upside, role, and it's all it's all there. Role, questionable, but well, that's not true, actually. Youth, yes. Role, yes, he's starting. Upside, sure. Does it come together? Probably not. But that's sort of what we're hitting on. Oh, I like that Sexton pick from you, Ray. And yeah, our upside guys are thinning out a little bit here. Someone questioned why I didn't, why no one picked um, Malik Monk the other day. I think part of it is, is is there any upside for Monk? He was okay last season. He was pretty good, actually. But does he actually have that upside? I don't know that he does. Christian Wood goes. I think I am going to end up with Pat Williams here. I don't really know how I feel about that. What about... Huh, what else can I do here? I think it's got to be Williams for me here. Kavon Looney goes 141. Eh, whatever. Um, let's... Or do I do Karras? No, I'm going to take Pat. I think I'll look at Levert next. A nice little assist bump off the bench. Dylan Brooks at 143. I don't, I don't really see the point of it. Amen Thompson is still around and he will be a flyer pick for somebody. It might be me. So I don't like these Herb Jones KCP picks. I don't love them, but he did go with Asar and Reed at 10-11. So I guess that... Oh, Nas Reed. That's interesting. Um, all right. What do we do here? I've got Isaiah Stewart in my queue. Do I feel good about it? No. Do I just take Levert? I think I do. Levert... This might might not be a high upside player, but at 147, there actually is upside in that. And that helps when, if someone gets out, like uh, Garland or a uh, Mitchell, because there's no other real ball handlers on this team. Jalen Johnson, 148. I like Johnson. I don't know how much they're going to play him. I think we're going to be pretty disappointed, unfortunately. So there goes Brandon Miller and Men Thompson. Love it. Upside picks probably don't work out. No one's picked Derek Lively yet. Is it because we saw him in preseason today and he was like, okay? Um, How do we see in the draft room how a team is compared? You can't because Fantrax doesn't have projections like that. They don't offer that on their site. And even when you're looking on Yahoo or ESPN, you have to believe in their projections to believe in that draft board. And as I've said, if you believe in that ESPN's got Jalen Brown projected to play 85 games. ESPN has um, Anthony Simons projected, or Yahoo's got Anthony Simons projected to play 30, score 33 points a game, and Steph to score 32 a game, or 30, sorry, 35 a game for Steph. So, yeah. Um, Josh is always talking about standings doing the drafts. So I don't see them. It's on Basketball Monster. Amen Thompson, Josh Richardson, Tari Eason. Who's taking KPG? Literally nobody. Derek Lively at 153. Good for you, Tommy. That's the upsides we want. So I've got Isaiah Stewart sitting at the top of my queue. I don't love him. Obviously, you've heard me talk about him. But when we get back to my pick at 166, if he is indeed going to start, which I believe he is, like taking him or a Brogdon with those spots, fine. 
Jared Vanderbilt. I didn't really get that one. Vanderbilt 154. What's the point of that one? Like who's left as an actual upside pick around this spot? There's not many. Most of those guys have gone and that tends to happen. And that does enable there to be value that appears in round 13 and 14 because the upside guys who will end up probably getting dropped um, have gone early as everyone tries to grab them. Josh Green, he was pretty good today, Josh Green. Um, really strong off the bench. We'll see whether they start him over Prosper next game. I think they might. And now we're about to finish Lodi. Ooh, Maxi Struess goes. The winner soldier. The other one that might be worth taking for me is the Duck, Luke Kennard, especially because it's early season. We'll see what happens with the Grizzlies. Does he start or not? Love to get that info. I want to see that Grizzlies starting lineup first game. Grimes, 157. Cool. My team looks pretty solid with projections, which of course don't mean everything, but I'm trying to build up some strong greens. And I've got strong greens in five categories and strong reds in others, which is what I was aiming for. Haywood at 158. Yeah, look, that Haywood at 158, Brogdon at 159. That is value now. Right, taking them at 120 isn't. Taking them with your last pick is. Same with Bogdan Bogdanovich. I like this strategy. It's not going to work in every draft, but I like this strategy. So taking like a Bob Portis here makes sense. Kyle Anderson, maybe less so. Norman Powell, he's another one for me. Isaiah Stewart, Malik Monk. Where is Powell on this list? Cole Anthony, I wish they would trade him, honestly. I think he can be solid enough. Grant Williams, yeah, I don't Has he got any upside? I'm not sure. John Isaac, yeah, God, no. Just, I just don't think it's going to happen, man. But who cares? Pick 14. Good to see him actually alive. Jed Howard, I didn't expect him to go, but that is the swing, man. That is the swing. Jarris Walker is the swing. So Isaiah Stewart did fall to me, but is he who I actually want? Nah, let's take Norm Powell there. Again, it doesn't look like upside, but at 166, it is. It is. He's going to beat that number by a sizable amount. I would guess. Malik Monk, there you go. That guy will be happy that Monk went at 167. And the last pick was Kyle Anderson. So my team, Halliburton, pick three. Jim Butler, Cade Cunningham, Jalen Brown, Alperen Shengun, Tyler Hero, Jeremy Grant, Austin Reeves, Zach Collins, Benedict Matherin, Gary Trent, Patrick Williams, Karis LeVert, and Stormin Norman Powell. The projected standings on Basketball Monster have, if I refresh it, Tommy, let's have a look, Where are we? Tommy T, Chef Ibaka, and me as the top three. I projects that I would beat Tommy straight up, but I would lose to Chef Ibaka. Then it's a drop off to Santiago. And then it's, yes, OC22, DVOC, Lodi Management, D-Will, Ray, Jean Justam, I don't know how to say that one, and Thrillard at the bottom. It doesn't mean anything though. Is projections that might not happen, week-to-week variances, the factor, injuries, and how you work the waiver wire is also uh, super important. And that brings us to an end of the show. If you are still here watching, what comment? Can, drop, a, drop a comment if you are still watching. Sparkling water. I love sparkling water. Always got a bottle with me. Love sparkling water. Drop that in the comments below, guys. Follow this podcast, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on the Odyssey app. And if you are here on YouTube, thumb it up and leave your comments down below. Guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.